Welcome to The Open Door. This is a podcast of the Nazarene Collective as we go on a 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. In all 21 episodes, we hope to encourage you along the way with thoughts, reflections, stories, and intentional prayers the tribe will be praying together. So whether this is the first thing you do in the morning, just part of your commute to work, a few moments on your lunch break, or how you choose to end your day, we invite you to slow down, reflect, pray, and be present with open hearts that anticipate discovering God's open doors. Well, welcome to day eight, and it is so good to be with you today. We hope you had a great first week and are starting the second week strong. Uh, we Starting this week, we want to start inviting you to join the conversation, and uh, we want to hear your stories of how you're experiencing the open doors of God in this 21-day journey of prayer and fasting. So we'd love for you to send us an email at opendoor at valponaz.org. Uh, well, today we're going to be talking about what it looks like to walk through open doors as a church. I've got Eric Morgan and Sean with us today, and they are looking forward to being a part of this conversation. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's I'm do so it. excited. Day eight. We made it this far. <laughs> we, yeah, we did not. Nobody pulled the plug on us yet, so that's nice. And uh, uh, several people are listening. This is a it is a podcast that if you have somebody else who's a part of the tribe, it'd be a great week to share that with them. They can always just hop back into the first seven days on their own and then just join in the progression as we're moving through it. Today, as we talk about um, looking for those open doors we have walked through as a church, we've got a rich history. We've got a rich history of experiencing God's open doors, whether they were a spontaneous open door or one where God began by planting an idea in someone's mind, and it just had to simmer a little bit. Uh, before it became an open door that we as a church would walk through. So today we want to share with you just in particular some events that are evidence to us where God opened doors. And we're going to be talking about Night to Shine. We're going to talk about the block parties as well as with student ministries, just the intramurals that began uh, several years ago and are part of our summer for our students. But we're going to start with the conversation talking about Night to Shine. And Eric has been running point <laughs> Sean likes the way that I said, Night to shine. I didn't realize it was a disco. My bad. <laughs> Actually, there is a disco <laughs> at a Night disco. to Shine. Eric, help us out. Get us going on this path. You've been leading point on Night to Shine uh, since we started the journey with that event. Uh, how did God open that door for us to start this partnership? Yeah, so uh, Night to Shine is arguably the best night of the entire year for, in the life of our church. I remember I was driving back. I don't remember what from, but I was on 94. I was about to get on the toll road, and I remember having the radio on, and they were describing what Night to Shine was, and they were inviting churches to partner with that. And I just, it was one of those moments I just felt like it was we need to investigate this. We need to look into this. And I, I got back to the church. My first stop, I, I didn't even stop in my office. I went straight to Sean's office. I said, I just heard this radio ad about hosting a prom for adults with special needs with the Tim Tebow Foundation. And he was like, let's do it. Let's, let's, run, let's run forward. So my next call, I, I called OE just to say, oh, I knew we would need their support. I couldn't even get I couldn't even get the sentence out. And they were like, yes, we want to do this. We want to be part of that. And so that's kind of, the beginning of, of our journey with Night to Shine. I do want to interrupt you, though, Keith, because what Eric's probably being a little modest about is they they told him no. I don't know for how long. He basically bugged them enough 
that they finally said, if we give you the manual, will you just leave us alone? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I mean, because it was like, we want to do it, we want to do it, we want to do it. And they just kept telling him no. And he just kept pushing. And the uh, Tim Tebow Foundation, not OE, yeah, the Tim like, Tebow like, Foundation, because yeah. because of location proximity to some of the other ones, right? Yeah, so I did. I kept calling and and asking, "Can we do this? Can we do this?" And they're like, "Fine, just stop talking to us." <laughs> so once all that, once we decided, well, once I should say, I guess once they gave in to your yep. persistence, our demands, uh, <laughs> that door doors open. But what kind of difficulties did you encounter as we tried to get that ball rolling? Uh, well, that, those were the difficulties. Once, once we had permission, we started getting the word out. It was, um, it was, it was all go, and people were very excited. The community was excited. Businesses were excited, and um, we, we saw evidence from the very beginning that this was a something that was missing in our community. That um, for so long, the relationship with the special needs community was was damaged, and. Um, there were a lot that didn't have a great prom experience. And so when we offered that, especially for the adults that didn't have that growing up or in, in their high school experience, that we were able to provide this event for, for them to experience that, that night. Yeah, that's one thing I would say, like when at that night, looking at the signs and you can see all the sponsorships, like you are just totally aware that it is a community-based sure. thing. I was seeing people that I'd, you know, maybe got coffee with at Uptown or, um, uh, worked with for 27 entertainment, like these mm -hmm. DJ companies and stuff. And here we're partnering together yep. to serve these people. And it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And even since walking through that, I mean, it's been a, um, it has been a great relationship with opportunity enterprises. It's been a great opportunity for our church to be just a, a part of a bigger community offering this this one night and so um it's been good been real good yeah, it's it's more than an event it's more than just a one-hit wonder it has been not only a blessing to uh those who are our guests that evening but as well everybody that volunteers everybody that's part of the process and, and just the stories that come out of it it's it's just been good for the community Absolutely. as a whole and for our church uh, to experience that and, and walk through that together well, another event that sort of came to fruition just in the last couple of years was our block parties, which I know doesn't sound real fancy. Like we didn't invent anything new. It's no partnership with a major organization. And yet we have seen, um, man, we just seen some good fruit come out of this. Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit about where that, where that open door happened and uh, you, you sort of led us through it. Well, I was driving down 49 and... Uh no, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> no big revelation. <laughs> there was no revelation. What are the odds? There was a garage sale on the side of the. No. The archangel appeared. No, there was nothing like that. It was more. It was just more of how could we be better um, in loving our neighborhood, and just finding ways that, you know, if you drive by VNC, it, it, it can be intimidating. It's just a big building. It's it's just a little less than a hundred thousand square feet, but when you see it. Um, it, it, sometimes it could just be intimidating. The folks don't want to walk in, it, you know, that I'll be all alone. Nobody will know me. Um, you know what, what I don't know what's going to happen in here. So creating pathways for people or portals of entry for people to come in and, and be a part of the church and see that, uh, there's just regular people from, from the region here. And, uh, so by moving things outside, um, it's just, it gives that, that freedom. Um, and really there's, there's a, kind of like three block parties that happen, 
uh, from August, uh, then trunk or treat, and then the Christmas celebration. Uh, we've all three of those are are on the outside and and draw some attention, and we want our neighbors to be able to walk over and and to participate. And it's turned into um, just something where it is a gateway to oh, I can I can come in here and and they're not, they're they're the same people. It's just it, we are who we are. I love um, the first block party. When we were out setting up, uh, there was a, a mom walking a couple. <laughs> she was walking dogs, but the kids were with her. Yeah. And they were, they were walking by, and she just wanted to know what was going on. So we told her, invited her to come. Um, I have seen her at every block party, at every, the Christmas party. Block. Yeah. She's been at all and has brought the family. So it's just been neat to see those kind of connections taking place within the neighborhood. And that's just one story of many. Yeah, we we had one of our one of the neighbors uh, at Trunk or Treat this year, but if if y'all remember around Halloween, it was starting to rain that day and and the weather was uh not great and we made a a quick decision to actually just move it into the lobby just to keep cuz people couldn't even set up. And our one of our neighbors uh came over and said, "Would it be okay if I set up? I I don't think any of the kids are going to come to our house because of the weather." And we said, great. And she came and set up a booth and gave out candy and um, and just kind of joined in. And, and that's that's the point. It's just how do we how do we become better at being neighbors to our neighbors? And I've loved seeing, too, just the open door between our people that are part of the church, you know, because it's easy to come into a service, leave or even you could even serve in that one service, still not know there's people who come to the other service. Right. Right. And then I love just seeing at the block party. Some people. I didn't know you. Going, I didn't know you went to this church. I've been going here for years, but it's because they go to different services. They didn't know. Or I, I know for me, I went out, especially at the in the summer one, the one in August, and just hanging out with kids, hanging out with students, and we're playing the different games, just laughing, talking. They get to see me in a different light. I get to know who they are a little bit more. Uh, it's just, it's just good. It's mm-hmm. been really good and has been a blessing. I'm, I'm glad we stepped through that door. Well, I think we are. We're a welcoming church, and our doors are always open, and we invite people to join us for services, but we've extended that door out even further that I think that's, you know, if that's not too cheesy that we, we are extending that door into the parking lot to say, you know, come, come join us, come be part of us. We welcome, Mm -hmm. welcome everybody. And even for our, our congregation, I think there are doors that are open to them, but they're afraid to step through maybe inviting them to church or inviting to this, to something. And so by creating an event like this, we're giving them maybe like an, an, an extra push or maybe making it easier for them to step through that door to initiate that conversation. Like, Hey, we're, we know we're, we're having this block party. There's going to be food and games and fun. That's a lot easier um, for some people than saying, Hey, um, you want to come to church with me? You know? Um, And you don't know maybe what's going to be talked about. Is it going to be too much for them? What are we going to, you know, all these different factors while this one is just like a nice, easy, Okay, I can step through this door because you know this uh, this event has presented this opportunity for me, um, and hopefully it, they just keep moving forward as as they step through. So, oh, yeah. yeah. In, in Colossians, one of the key words you pointed out was proclaim, mm-hmm. and proclaim. Sometimes we jump to, and we'll talk about this in the podcast of just what does it mean to proclaim? What does it mean to tell other people about Jesus? But sometimes, it's like Morgan was talking about, that starts in a simple invitation to a block party where if you would invite them to come to church and sit in a service, they would have been a little leery of that. Mm-hmm. But hey, why don't you come and we're just gonna have fun. There's gonna be a lot of food. There's a lot of people. There's gonna be some music. There's gonna be other people to hang out with. 
it can begin the the journey of proclaiming through the speed of relationship and, and establishing that relationship and slowly hoping some walls come down. Well, another area that's been exciting to just see be an open door in so many different ways has been in student ministries during the summer, not a typical time where student ministry in many churches um, tend, well, they just tend to see numbers drop off because of the schedules, summer vacations, and it's just, it's just fun. It's summer. And so people tend to disappear. That is not the case uh, at VNC on the, the Valparaiso campus with the uh, intramurals and what takes place there. So Morgan, why don't you walk us through how did God open that door to even uh, the concept of doing that in the summer? And yeah, just take us take us and walk through what it looks like and to reach students in this way. Yeah, I wish um, I could say that the idea for intramurals was completely my own. Um, that was definitely not the case. I actually began um, intramurals at my, my home church. I was a student, um, a product of intramurals, I guess. Um, and the keys were kind of handed to me as I got older to take it and run it. Um, and I honestly thought that once I left Lubbock, Texas, that that was just, that was a Lubbock, Texas kind of thing um, at uh, Lubbock, Lubbock NAS. But um, when I got here and accepted this position, um, I realized um, that we just, that summer is, I've used summer in within the realm of youth ministry as like a time of opportunity. Um, there's nothing holding the students back. They don't have any usually commitments. They don't have um, homework or they can't give the excuse of I'm tired or this and that. It's like this opportunity, this time of opportunity. And so, okay, well, what if we, let's, let's see, I think this is going to work. Let's do intramurals. Um, and I kind of presented it to the rest of the the youth staff and everybody kind of hopped on board and we, we kind of went from there. Um, and it was, it was pretty cool. It was daunting to starting something very new. Um, when it, for me was just normal. Um, but it, it was pretty cool to get it running. And since going through that door that God had opened to bring the idea from your student experience to mm-hmm. here, how have you seen him at work since you guys started doing that? Um, yeah, I just have seen kind of like going back to the block party of like create like creating an event that makes it easier to open to step through um, own personal doors. Um, that it was creating those opportunities for our students. Um, it was something that they were look they looked forward to um, that they wanted people to be a part of, um, and it, they saw it as an opportunity to to. Um, you know, kind of put into practice what we, what we teach, you know, um, we always are like, Hey, invite your friends, invite, you know, kind of, yeah. Okay. And then now we have this, this event that, um, is all about community. It's all about unity, um, and working together as a team, we have fun. Um, but also you get a little, you know, we, we sit in small groups, we talk about Jesus, we talk about this wonderful relationship that, that we can have, and um, the students see this as a, a great opportunity to and a safe opportunity for them to bring their friends. Um, and so we've seen so many different people come through the door, um, different students, and also they've come through the door and then they've stayed because, because of intramural. So it's been, it's been great. So you've heard three just great examples, I think, of open doors that we as a church walk through uh, together and, and see God's goodness in that. Uh, what, what, as a church, and we continue to walk through these open doors, how, what does it look like for us to do that? Um, I, not necessarily specific ideas, but what does it look like for we as the church body to walk through these open doors that God has given us? I think it's, it's really about 
finding something that's unique that we're not, we don't ever want to duplicate or replicate or just because someone else is doing it and it looks cool that we should jump on board unless it, unless it furthers the mission. Um, but we finding that where that gap is that we can step in and say, we can serve our community through our, our building, our people, our resources, whatever that might be that we can be able to offer that, uh, just as an extension of who we are. But, but it's always about that unique, that unique role, something that's not being met, that unmet need in, in the community. Yeah. I feel like as we, as we prepare for, you know, the future event, like as we are praying for it, but, uh, we're, we're listening, we're listening to, to what, where the Holy Spirit is guiding us. We're listening to our, our congregation, our community. We're seeing those needs. Um, and when, then we're acting upon it, whether it is creating an event, whether it is um, maybe partnering with another organization, um, whatever it might be that we are actively listening um, and responding accordingly. So. Yeah, I think the challenge too is saying no to good things. There are, there's never going to be a shortage of ideas um, and even good ideas that people come up with and, and they're feeling pulled and tugged. And, and it's not really what we're trying to tell them is their idea is bad or, or maybe it's even one of our ideas. It's, it's not that it's bad. It's actually good. Uh, but we have to say no to good ideas to make sure we're saying yes to the right ideas and to the, to the right open doors that we feel gradually leading us that are in mission alignment for us. Um, and, and so that's the, re- I think that at the, that's the hardest thing to do is to say no to good ideas mm. to make sure we're saying yes to the right idea. Well, I feel like today's been a, a great conversation and just speaking into the, the whole heart of us wanting to continue to look through those open doors and, and in particular today, walking through them as a church. So, as you pray today, we just encourage you to pray for your campus, uh, that we would dream big, that we would pray more, and we would just live united in Jesus and, and man, function in that as the church. Don't forget, we want to hear your stories of how God is opening doors in your life and the community, or maybe an experience you had as we walk through an open door as a church by sending us an email at opendoor at valponaz.org. You're eight days in, so keep taking your next steps as we walk together with eyes and hearts looking for God's open door.